And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, Civilized Barking, happy holidays, happy overeating, happy laying on the couch and watching football to you. Hopefully that's what you get to do. Uh, Watching the Detroit Lions last Sunday was bad. So maybe watch the other two games. There's a bunch of college basketball on. Anyway, just count down until uh, Sunday night. Browns on Sunday night football. Browns and Ravens. First place Ravens hosting in Baltimore. I would imagine the crowd will be loud. We'll see how um, Baker Mayfield reacts to that. Um, he does like being the bad guy. He does like when the chips are down. They're down. Kevin Stefanski has no business playing him. He's too hurt to be out there. He keeps trotting him out there, and he keeps failing. That's two straight weeks. He's played about as terribly as an NFL quarterback could ever play. But here he comes again. Um, Big boost for the Browns offense. Kareem Hunt expected to be back. We know the Browns can't throw. They don't have any healthy receivers. They don't have a healthy quarterback. Uh, If they can run, if they can get Hunt involved in the screen game and the short passing game, we know he's a load to tackle. If he's anywhere close to 100%, he's a boost. Same for Jack Conklin at right tackle. Um, If the Browns are going to beat the Ravens, it's got to be Nick Chubb. We've seen Chubb do it to him before. Um, He's back and healthy. We saw that last week. Should be fresh, and it really should be. um, The Browns trying to win a 19-16, 20-17 type game by running it right at him and trying to throw only when necessary. So we'll see how that goes. Um, You know, the Ravens are a run-first team, and, and their run stats are good, but it's just Lamar. They have ancient running backs. They have bad offensive tackles. They've had to shuffle a bunch of guys in and out, just like the Browns have. The defense has been giving up big plays. Um, We know they're a man-to-man coverage team, a big play blitzing defense. They blitz almost as much as anybody in the league does. So they will be coming after Mayfield when the Browns put themselves in that situation. That's why the Browns have to run right at the blitz. That's why the Browns have to screen. Um, And they're going to have to throw some downfield. They're going to have to roll them out a little bit too. So we will see. You know how that goes. Um, Browns down a game and a half in the division, guys. So you win this and you're right in it. You can win the division. You'd be right in the thick of the wild card going to the bye week, which the Browns desperately need um, to heal. And then there would be five games left. Um, If you lose, you're down two and a half with five games left. And things look bleak. It's just as simple as that. It's a situation that they're in. So uh, Baker said Wednesday, you know, everybody wants to throw us in the trash can, but we're six and five. And he's right. Um, they've they've put themselves here. When you win big games, you know you get the chance to play more of them. There's no bigger game than this. When you barely beat the Detroit Lions, um, you know people start to question what's going on. So it has not been the best year for the quarterback, the head coach, <laughs> the trainer who's been busy with the injuries, the inconsistencies. Um, the defense was better last week, and frankly, after the second interception, the defense bailed the Browns out. You know, before Dan Campbell's decisions kicks did. But on third down, the Browns have to be good. Um, enforcing turnovers, the Browns have to be better than they've been for most of the year. I know they got two last week. 
and they just need to button it up and run it. And if that's 30 for Chubb and 10 for Hunt, or if it's whatever you can get out of Hunt who's coming back from the calf injury, or at least on schedule two, um, need to do it. So we will see how all of that goes. It's it's one of the wildest, loudest stadiums that there is. Um, it's certainly a game that always has meaning to the Browns, you know, regardless well, to the Browns fans, regardless of record, but to the Browns, regardless of when it falls on the calendar or whatever. I mean, this is a, an organization that's been good for a long time. That's had the stability you haven't had that you've been chasing. And we've seen in recent years, we've seen last year, the Browns lost both, but um, the second game was an all time classic game. Really? It was, um, you know, the, it was the Browns at their best, frankly, until they lost Marquise Brown in, in the deep of the night on that Monday night, right around this time of year, uh, a little later than this, actually. Um, two years ago, the Browns went into Baltimore and completely dominated the Ravens. Chubb was big. Uh, everybody had a part in that game. So, so we'll see. Um, this is, you know, this has to be Miles Garrett. This has to be Denzel Ward. This has to be JOK, right? Um, you got him to to be able to beat Lamar Jackson to the corner or at least not get totally torched. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. The Ravens have won a lot of close games, um, miraculous games, two or three of them, right? A couple of weeks ago they had a Thursday nighter in Miami, and they didn't play well at all. The Dolphins stink. Um, the Ravens no-showed. So this is not the strongest edition of the Ravens. This is a winnable game for the Browns, if they can win on third down, if they can run the ball, if they can get anything out of their passing game. So we'll see. Uh, I'm going to have my colleague, Jeff Zuribeck, uh in Baltimore, who's covered the Ravens for a long time. We're going to have a conversation to end the podcast. Uh, I still got about five minutes before I dial him up. So I had asked for some hashtag asking Jackson questions. Let me uh, find this here. And I think I just did. And we will run through some of these questions. I uh, haven't seen any of them, so just going to run a question from Nathan. What do you think is going on behind the scenes with Baker and Stefanski related to his injuries and the decision to continue starting him? Well, Nathan, if it's behind the scenes, I don't know. Um, right? I I understand what you're asking. I think Stefanski wants to play Baker for many reasons. I think Baker wants to play. And nobody's questioning his toughness. Um, I'm questioning how Kevin Stefanski can continue to put a guy out there who is a so clearly hurt and B so ineffective. Um, like how is this best for the team or how is this best for Baker? I, I just don't see it. So again, we've heard from Baker. I'm good. I'm better. Um, a minute. I just, I'm watching the games at the same time. They are, I'm watching him limp around. I'm watching these throws. It's, it's just baffling to me. So um, the second part of his question, if Stefanski started Keenum, would it fracture the relationship between Baker and the Browns? You know, I don't know. I can't answer that wholly. Uh, I can tell you the injury is the out, though. Of course, you don't want to disrupt your dynamic. You want your quarterback to be your quarterback and never have to make that change. But he's really hurt. Really hurt. Both feet. His mechanics are off. His confidence is off. The, the plays the Browns can call are limited because of his injuries. And they're trotting him out there. It just doesn't make sense. Second question from Nathan. Is the season on the line this Sunday night? Yep. Uh, question from AC. Got to pick one. Which is more likely, Browns only lose one more regular season game or Browns make it to the AFC Championship game? I mean, based on what I've seen, um, gosh, I, hang on, I just realized what you're asking. Which is more likely, Browns only lose one more regular season game or Browns make it to the AFC Championship game? <laughs> uh, neither is really likely, but I will say this. 
I truly believe they have a chance on Sunday. I truly believe Kareem Hunt coming back changes everything with the offense. The numbers say that. The Browns average better than 28 a game when they have both backs together. That's only been for five games. Um, just between the inconsistencies and, and the terrible quarterback play and just the vibe in general, you know, I, I think it's going to be a long December. But that can change on Sunday night, and the Browns get a chance to change this. Question from Aaron. Should we look? This year is Stefanski's rookie year 1.5. With everything being radical, so radically different last year, is it hard to say this is a true year two? No, this is year two. Is it different than last year? Yes. But, guys, we can't run from high expectations. They beat the hell out of the alternative. You can't run from being expected to win. For years, the organization has not gotten to the point where continuity can help you, where continuity is supposed to matter, where when you want to be smart, tough, accountable, you actually keep guys around long enough to know who's smart, tough, accountable. Um you know, I'm not saying this is all on Kevin Stefanski. He's had a bad year. He's had bad play calls. He's had to answer for things like like continuing to play the injured and ineffective quarterback that's not going on. Um, but but to say this is just a continuation of his rookie year, I, I don't think so. The Titans are really hurt. You know, the Ravens are really hurt. These teams are they're playing on. So, um, like I said, it, it doesn't all go on one thing or one person, but uh, I just don't get that thought at all. Um, this is year two. The Browns are expected to win. Every year, the Browns should be expected to win. That's the goal. There is nothing else. It's not have the most analytics employees. It's win games, right? Question from Justin. Does holding bad teams like the Steelers and Lions to under 20 points but giving up 40 to good teams mean this defense actually sucks? Most talented D, uh, Browns D I've ever seen. Why can't they put it together? Uh, the inconsistency is maddening, Justin. There is talent. Um, I think they clearly got out everything by the Patriots and it was it appeared to be mostly simple plays and things they saw on film uh, cut block clowny right um, simple misdirection plays quick screen and throw to the tight end when in doubt that's been the formula that, that part's maddening we've seen Denzel really playing well since coming back from the injury we've seen Miles really good all year and absolutely dominant in stretches so you know they paid John Johnson a lot of money he's got to tackle he's got to be in the right place um, he has been a major disappointment. They pay Anthony Walker to get guys lined up and be a leader, and he's been that. Man, he gets exposed in space too. So I get it. I, I don't know. Um, why can't they put it together? There's a lot of reasons. Do they have time to put it together? Does it start against Lamar Jackson on Sunday? Sure. Question from Phil. We hear about how the Browns need to push the ball down the field and don't have the receivers to do so. Why can't we successfully just dink and dunk down the field and still be a good offense given our run game? Could be. Um, teams are going to play you a certain way. I think teams allow you to get to let Austin Hooper catch six-yard passes all day. He catches many of them, not all of them. Um, I think to, to open things up, you have to have the threat of pushing it down the field. And to think that the quarterback's been accurate enough to even dink and dunk it all all day is it's just not true, Phil. It's just It just hasn't happened. So... Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, question from Andrew. How many of the one-year rental players are back next year? Um, Clowney attack. Those are big question marks. Anthony Walker. I think, I think there's a role for him on this team of leadership. I think he'll be back. Um, Ronnie Harrison's not a rental. He's headed for free agency. We'll see. He's got to quit. He's got to make more plays in the ball and quit committing penalties. Troy Hill is not technically a one-year deal. Um, it's, I think he'll be back, assuming he's healthy. Uh, who else are we talking about? Higgins won't be back, uh, although he's never gone away before. Um, 
you know, that's a good question, and, and, and we will get into that. There, there's interesting decisions this team is going to have to make, and I think some of those are going to be based on how this year finishes. I think there's areas where the Browns feel pretty good about their depth. I think there's areas where there certainly could be change and, and will be change, right? Um, to go back to the question about the defense, yeah, I, I like this. I like the parts too. Have we seen the sum of the parts be as high as it should be? No, I don't think anybody would say that, but – I think Greg Newsom was a really good draft pick, right? I think having Troy Hill and Greedy Williams in their roles is better than a lot of teams would have. I think Denzel is an incredible player when he's healthy. You know, um, you have to hit. When you spend in free agency, it's hard, and you don't want to have to be there, but you have to hit. John Johnson has to play better. Uh, have we seen anything from Malik Jackson and Clowney in weeks? I don't think so. You know, Malik McDowell, obviously a find. He's got to finish strong. He's got to quit committing penalties, too. Um, could be a hell of a find and, and really a changer if he becomes a long-term player because he is a force in the middle. This Browns D-line, this Browns defensive front seven has to answer the bell. We know who the next two games are against, and we know the importance of this four quarters. And they have to bully the Ravens. The Ravens have been bullies for a long time, and the Browns defensive front specifically, but really the whole front seven and the whole defense, they have to be bullies. They have to cover the damn tight end for once. They have to tackle and get guys on the ground, not just Lamar Jackson, but everybody else. But Clowney, Garrett, McDowell, Jackson, they have to push guys back in the backfield. They have to make Lamar doubt what he's seeing, right? They have to close quickly before Lamar can spin around and, and chuck it or spin and dance and spin again and go 60 yards. They just they have to do it. It's going to take a complete game, a sound game. Uh, if the Browns show up and play fundamental basic football, Run it straight ahead. Avoid the big penalties. Win just just your share of third downs, not all of them. Um, you know, take off on one Nick Chubb run. Stick with the run, um, and finish drives with seven instead of threes. Win the turnover battle. They'll win the game. Cliche as hell, but true. You got to go knock these guys out. You got to do it with fundamental bully ball. Control the clock. Win the time of possession. Win your share on third down. You cannot let Lamar have it at the end. You cannot let Lamar extend plays, and you cannot let them only be down two because Justin Tucker will make it from 70 fucking yards. We've seen it before. Let me bring in my colleague Jeff and talk more about the Ravens. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right. As promised, we go to Baltimore to my colleague, Jeff Zraybeck. Covered the Ravens for a long time. Um, Jeff, this Ravens team has been up and down. It clearly has flaws. Here it is in first place coming off a big win um, and a chance to really knock out the Browns, let's be honest. Um, you know, what? what is the state of things there? 
Um, do they feel like this this team is good enough to catch its big goals? Is there a worry that um, all these close wins are eventually going to turn and, and then it could get off the rails? Yeah, you know, I think they know who they are. I don't think they're uh, getting too overconfident or, you know, I think they've been pretty honest how they put themselves in, in good situation. Um, but there's stuff that has to get fixed or, you know, this is not going to, you know, even if they, they wind up, you know, making the playoffs, it's not going to be a long stay with some of the stuff they're doing. You know, the the big plays on defense, I mean, I think they've given up nine plays over 50 yards this year. Um, they don't tackle well, a lot of breakdowns. And then offensively, they, they get off the slow starts every week, and it's just kind of a slog. Uh, they don't run the ball all that well unless it's in Lamar's hands. You know, it, it's just pretty amazing that you look at their win total and you look, and and really they haven't done, other than Justin Tucker kicking and Lamar Jackson kind of throwing uh, late in fourth quarter and running, they haven't done a whole lot well this year. Yeah. And, and I think they understand they're going to have to prove an awful lot um, to, uh, you know, you know to, to make this the season they hope. But I think they also understand they're working through a lot of challenges, you know, with some of their personnel and some of their health issues and all that. Yeah, who's up um, this week among the old running backs? Is Red Grange in the lineup this week? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm sort of waiting on the waiver wire to see if they, ha- uh, you know, if they put in a claim on Philip Lindsay. I mean, he'd fit right in with this group. Uh, right. But I, I guess we're going to be looking at, you know, Devonta Freeman and, and Latavius Murray seem to be the top two. And then at three, it's, you know, Tyson Williams, who's the only young one of the group, he, he's two straight weeks he's been active and hasn't had a single touch or offensive snap. So it seems like that they could stand upgrade there and get a guy that may actually help them or they feel comfortable with. And, you know, that could be a Lindsay or that could be a, you know, they have a guy in the practice squad, Nate McCrary, who, you know, they seem to like and want to get a look at. It's just been a weekly juggling uh, of that position. Um, And, you know, four or five times a game, you, you kind of say to yourself, wow, if, if, if Gus Edwards or if J.K. Dobbins had that hole, they'd still be running. Uh, there's just not a whole lot of explosiveness out of that group, but they're sort of making do with what they have and trying to piece it together every week. Yeah, both teams are doing that injury-wise. Um, neither team is flawed. I mean, or neither team is perfect. Both both have their flaws. I mean, I think that's kind of where the whole division is, right? Like, yeah. it's open. It's in play. We'll see what happens. I think the Ravens, obviously, as you mentioned, have a good start with Lamar. With Tucker, they still have some guys on defense um, that that we know. You know, I think the Ravens' offensive tackles against the Browns' defensive ends could be a big problem. Is is that a fair assessment? I think that's scary. Yeah, um, Zach. I, you know, um, and in the past, you know, obviously Miles Garrett is going to make his plays. I mean, he's Miles Garrett. You know, one of the top defensive players in the league, but. I don't think the Ra- he's against the Ravens. I don't think he's wrecked any games. Now, mind you, he's made some plays. He has has some sacks, but I think they've prevented him from taking over games. Um, but that's also with the healthy Ronnie Stanley and Orlando Brown. I mean, Villanueva, it's been a struggle. Um, you know, he's had, had he has had some good games, but there seems to be no in between. He's either really bad or, or very good, and they're playing like a backup center at right tackle and he's not even healthy anymore um that's scary I, I mean they just got Nick Boyle back they're blocking tight end I suspect he'll be spending a lot of time chipping and double teaming same could be said of uh, fullback you know Pro Bowl fullback Patrick Ricard 
But at some point, you can't do that every play. Uh, you need to get receivers out and try to make some plays down the field. Um, so that's the concern. Uh, you know, Robert Quinn had three and a half sacks against him, and he could easily have five this past week. And, uh, you know, with all due respect for Robert Quinn, who's had a very good career, he's not Miles Garrett at this stage. So uh, I think that's the biggest concern for the Ravens, um, you know, being able to keep those guys from wrecking the game. Um, and, you know, I'm sure it's, it's you know, uh, that's why I'm not as bullish on the Ravens' chances uh, this Sunday, as I think some other people are. Yeah, I think the Browns can win. Uh, and if I think I think if they do, it'll have to be a huge game from Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who we expect back. But we have seen Nick Chubb take over games against the Ravens, and I would imagine the defensive game plan uh, for the Ravens, well, it's always blitz, but they got to be focused on stopping the run more than anything else. Yeah, and and you know it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, you look at this Ravens run, uh, excuse me. You look at this Ravens defense, and obviously they're not what they've been, and there's some major issues. But you look at it and you sort of break it down, and like they're second in the league against the run. Um, now some of that's deceiving, Zach, because when teams are having so much success against the pass, they don't even bother with the run. Yeah. So they haven't been really tested. Um, you know, some guys have popped some long runs. Dalvin Cook did it to him a couple weeks, but the run game has been very good. Uh, the run defense has been pretty reliable. They have the best third down defense in the league. They're forcing more punts than anybody, which is a testament to, you know, Wink Martindale's blitz packages on third down. Uh, they tend to get free runners at the quarterback and force, uh, you know, uh, incompletions and punts. And they're also number one in the red zone, which is, which is hugely key. So situationally, they've been good. But they'll play really good for two and a half, three quarters, and then they'll get popped with a 70-yard touchdown where they'll miss three tackles. So it's sort of the big plays have sort of undone all their efforts uh, the rest of the way. And, you know, obviously Chubb has home run hitting ability. Um, Hunt's a stud. Uh, they haven't faced two guys like this all year. Um, I imagine they'll, that'll be the game plan, uh, try to, uh, you know, stop those guys early and force Baker Mayfield to go beat them on third and longs where they, where they really come with the blitz. But, you know, we know how good the Browns offensive line is. I mean, if you look at the talent on these two teams, you know, where some of the Browns strengths are, it's really not comparable when you look at their O line and you look at their running backs, but uh, obviously a little more goes into it than that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I still think the Browns might be the most talented team in the division. But yeah, I agree. You with that. Have the injuries, the inconsistencies, um, you know, the total failures of the pass game. And as you mentioned, third down, I mean, I mean, clearly the Ravens, right, with, with the late heroics, that's one thing. But if you can't win on third down in this league, you really handicap your chances of winning. Um, and in the fourth quarter, where the, the Browns have scored seven fourth quarter points in six games. So that's uh, a, a real problem. I think, Jeff, I think we're headed for a fourth quarter game, right? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a low scoring game. And I wouldn't be surprised. Now, last year, I think it was 45-42. But I wouldn't be surprised to see it on the foot of Justin Tucker uh, in the closing minutes or even seconds on Sunday night. Yeah, and that, I mean, I'm sure that's not a, a great proposition for the Browns, knowing he, you know, he hasn't really missed in the fourth quarter in his career. But um, I, I expect, I expect the same. I expect a field goal game. Um, I've actually, you know, uh, you know, I, I'll keep everybody in suspense. We'll have these picks in our in our whip around. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's a concerning matchup for the Ravens in, in a lot of ways. 
And, um, you know, they have to start much better than they have. I, I mean, they just and, – and that may be tough considering, you know, we'll see how much Lamar Jackson practices this week. Uh, you know, on Wednesday – it was all, you know, all systems were go, but we saw that last week. And then the next day he was, you know, curled up in a ball on the team plane. So sort of been uh, odd, his, his health and, and not having him at a lot of practices. Uh, but the Ravens need to come out and get off to a fast start here, I, I would think. I, I do agree with what you said earlier. At some point, you can only rely on the fourth quarter for heroics for so long. Uh, they've only really put one complete game together, and that was against the Chargers, and they just bashed them. But – Otherwise, they're uh, consistently making things as hard on themselves as possible. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, I think the Browns right now have 60 or 70% of Jarvis Landry. Um, They're hopeful to have Donovan Peoples-Jones. They have really nothing else in the receiving core. I I, want to... Say maybe the Ravens haven't had their whole receiving core for yeah. a game, maybe one, right? What is the state of things at that position? Yeah, yeah. They've had it for basically one game in Miami, and uh, that was even a little much because uh, Sammy Watkins really wasn't healthy in that game, and he wound up making a back-breaking mistake. Um, we'll see about Marquise Brown. His, he's sort of been a – you know. Um, he's had some hamstring issues all year, and he missed the last game because of it. He was on the field Wednesday. Uh, I would think barring a setback, he'll be good to go. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see later in the week. However, the, you know, this it, it seems crazy to say it because it's always been the weakness of the team. But uh, Marquise Brown's having a Pro Bowl year. Watkins has, you know, been as usual. He's, he's been injured a good bit, but he's also made some big plays. I mean, he has their two biggest receptions of the season, uh, you know, and helped them beat Detroit and Chicago. And Rashad Bateman has gotten off to a pretty good start. He looks like he, you know, his numbers won't be huge because uh, he plays in the Ravens offense, but he can play and he'll make some big plays. This is, this is as good as they felt about their receiving group uh, since they had it, Bolden, Torrey Smith, and Jacoby Jones. So uh, those guys can clearly make some plays, and I, and I think they'll have to uh, on Sunday. The question is, will, will, will you know, Villanueva, McCarry, or whoever else is playing tackle give them enough time to? Right. All right, Jeff, we'll get you out of here on this. Um, we know the Browns don't cover tight ends, so Mark Andrews could go 15 for 250, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Uh, Browns fans who are listening know that, right? And they know Lamar, they know Justin Tucker, they know Marlon Humphrey. When the Ravens are going, or if it's going to go the Ravens' way, who's a guy that maybe we don't know here in Cleveland who who's a big part of their success when, when things aren't going well? Are you talking about offense, defense? Either yeah, you, you just who sticks out either way. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, quietly, this is not a team that's turned – turn teams over too much. And, and that's been a problem, too. I think not having Marcus Peters, you know, he has some issues, sometimes gives up some big plays, but he's going to get you some, too. And uh, one guy on their defense, Dafe Owe, the first-round pick from Penn State, he's been able to, to make some big plays. And for a defense that really lacks that ability, uh, he kind of stands out a little bit. Um, we'll see. I, I don't know. I guess Conklin's going to play. I, I, you know, he's obviously a really good player, but we'll see how healthy he is 
Oa can bring it. You know, you know, he he's he has a couple. He flashes a couple times a game with some rushes, and, and is one of the most athletic uh, guys they have. So I, I think he could be a key in trying to create some of these plays. Uh, you, you know, for them and, and offensively, you know, they have not been able to run. The, you know, it seems weird because I think they rank like third in rushing. Uh, obviously, one of the teams ahead of them is the Browns, but. Uh, they have not just, it just doesn't seem like that because they haven't run the ball consistently well, but they got back their blocking tight end, Nick Boyle last week. And they, they, he's used as the point of attack in a lot of their runs. Now he's not full boat yet. He played like 40 snaps, 40% of the snaps last week. Um, I suggest that number is going to, going to go up in, in a physical AFC North game. It's probably going to be pretty cold Sunday night. Uh, I think they'll want to kind of control the clock a little bit and, and try to get that run game going and, and try to, you know, uh, prevent Garrett Clowney from pinning their ears back and stuff. So I could see Nick Boyle having a big role in a game like this with them, you know, being able to run the ball a little better behind him than they've been doing. Sunday night, national TV, all that's at stake is the Brown season. He's Jeff Surrybeck, my, co- uh, my colleague in Baltimore. Jeff, I will see you Sunday. We appreciate your time. All of your listeners, thank you. Uh, subscribe. If you're not subscribed, we have our $1 a month Black Friday deal. The best deal of the year is going on. There will be a podcast waiting for you guys Monday morning, Jason and I, from the stadium in Baltimore. It's the biggie. Can the Browns save their season? We'll find out. Talk to you guys soon. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.